Hey, and welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're back. A little bit of a delay. I know I missed the last show, but uh, Steve and Alex, part of the team, did a great job covering Troy Franklin. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out. It's doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, today we're keeping it rolling. We got Romo Dunze next on the list, as you see by the title. Um this is a guy for me that I've kind of been like up, down, all around about. I'm kind of curious where Steven's at. This is a prospect neither of us have really discussed that much, mm-hmm. unlike the, the others that we've covered so far. So it'll be interesting to see where he's at compared to me. All right. Well, then let's start with this, Ryan. Where's he at on your wide receiver prospect rankings? We'll start with that before we get into the peripherals. Um, so for me, I mean, he's, he's my wide receiver three. But okay. I also think he's a lot closer to Troy Franklin than he is Navers and Marvin Harrison as of today. Now we got pro days and combines and all kinds of stuff to go through. But as of right now, I think he's closer to Troy than he is neighbors. Where are you at in the same area? Oh yeah. I have him three as well. Um, I think the top three are, I think the top two are solidified. I think there's dicey. I think there's some diciness, some movement around that can go from three, four, five. Um, me and you are big Troy Franklin fans. I mean, yeah. I spent hours on Troy yeah. Franklin, and there's like nothing that I don't love about the kid, man. Um, <clears throat> but the same about Roman Dunze. Like, let's be honest. Let's let's talk about the fact that he could be the next Mike Evans. Um, you know, yeah. what I mean, he's just he's just that kind of he's that kind of big body wide receiver, yeah. out of body control, plays the contested catch very well. He does things that he does things that Troy Franklin doesn't do well. But then there's things that Troy Franklin does well that Rome struggles with. You know what I mean? Like, right. it comes down to the fact: Are you looking for the next big body X type alpha, or are you looking for the next smooth, you know, lengthy, yeah. tall route runner? You know what I mean? It all depends. Um, That's the fun thing about all this because every team has a different fit for a different receiver and different schemes for each guy. So, well, I'm I, think honest, the, I think that's what I love about this this whole process. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm getting them both in your league, so it really doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> They're rolling dice for you. No rolling the dice, don't matter. Um, yeah. So let's, yeah, let, let's talk about it, man. We got a 6'3", 215 pound wide receiver, um, sneaky athletic, uh, unofficial four three seven forty is what they have projected. I projected him a little slower than four three seven. I got him in the four, you know, the four four range, four four to four four four. Yeah, I was going to say I'm very surprised at the four three seven speed that was apparently it's an unofficial time, but it got clocked somewhere. I don't think he's going to be anywhere near a four three seven when it comes to the combine, but no, we'll but see. I still see him anywhere from four to four, four five. I mean, he's yeah. a, he's an explosive athlete. He is a good athlete. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Um, QB rating when targeted one twenty one point nine. Actually, the lowest of any of the receivers that we've covered this far. Uh, so just know that that is a thing. But let's talk about his twenty twenty three season. A phenomenal season. Eighty seven oh, yeah. catches, over fifteen hundred and fifty receiving yards, thirteen touchdowns, two carries, thirty seven yards, and a touchdown. So we're looking at what almost fifteen hundred ninety all-purpose yards, fourteen touchdowns, a very respectable season. You know what I mean? Like a very, very solid season. Um, yeah, if you include his bowl games, he's up over sixteen hundred yards and not with ninety with over ninety catches. So, right. So I mean, solid season. I mean, the offense was high flying. I mean, you can you can talk about the division. You can talk about. The level of competition played. You can talk about how easy it is with Jalen Polk on the other side. They both played great. Right. 
Michael Penix, I believe, was top five in the NCAA in pass attempts. So, I mean, they were a high-flying unit. That's what they did. Yep. Um, there's a lot of things that spiral out of this, but let's break down the let's break down the prospect itself. Um, I'm going to start out with my pro. My biggest pro is the size and the strength for the wide receiver position. He is your prototype X outside wide receiver. Yeah, he is what that's what he is. So let's talk about his size and his strength for the position. He's he's probably the most well-rounded when it comes from a size and just pure strength masculinity standpoint. Um, like I said, six three two fifteen. He's a he's a grown ass man. He is a grown. Yeah, no, he he plays with confidence too. He knows. He's very aware. Yeah. Um. Another thing I like to bring up is for how big he is. He actually moves pretty pretty smooth on the field. His transition, his crisp fluid movements. Um, you see that. You see that. In a, <clears throat> he can change his direction with ease for how big he is. I'm pretty impressed in that aspect as well. Um. The other. Yes. Good. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I think the biggest pro for him, like, as overall, is he is, like, your ex. Um, dude's an absolute monster. He's a deep threat. And the stats 100% back that up. I mean, you look at it this year. This year alone, he had a 74% catch rate on contested balls. He caught 20 out of 27 that was targeted to him, um, which goes to show his body control, his ball awareness, where track ball tracking skills. And then... I led the NCAA in this. He did lead the league in receiving yards. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But 783 came, 783 of those 1,640 yards came via yard balls thrown more than 20 yards. So, and that's, you think about it, it's 47, around 47% of his yards on the season are from deep ball throws. So very much a deep ball threat coming into the league. I don't think that changes. Um, that, that's probably my biggest pro for him in general. Yeah. Um, we have 10 viewers in this podcast right now, guys. So um, it is dynasty season. Let's jump into this conversation. I mean, am I crazy to think that Troy Franklin's closer to the room with Dunze than, you know, I mean, than most people think. But, you know, if we're here, let's talk about let's talk about it, guys. Do you like Troy Franklin? Do you like Roma Dunze? Let's get some involvement here. Um, I also want to yeah. say this. You're talking about this deep threat ability. Great. Um, I just yeah. want to say that I love his ability to use his length and to use his strength in the ability to separate from DBs. On mixed on top of the fact that he's not just an average, he's an above average route runner. Again, limited route tree. Limited route tree. Let's let's, right. let's bring that up. Let's bring that up. I don't think you can throw a plethora of routes. I don't think you could throw 10 routes at him in a game and he's going to succeed on all 10. I'm not saying that. He's an above average route runner but he's very crafty in the way he uses his length and his strength to separate from the DBs. So that is another thing that I am a fan of. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're a little bit different. I think he can definitely work on some of his routes. I mean, limited route tree is going to be a big hitter, but you see that a lot in college and you kind of hope they come in the league and they get a coach or a team that's going to use more routes than them. But yeah, I mean, we've kind of touched on everything. I think uh, I did want to point out one more thing. Um, I don't know if you said anything about his yak ability. Uh, again, oh, Alex Alex, that's I, what I was just going to get into. But go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Alex and I talked about yak ability with Troy Franklin. Uh, how it would probably not translate to the best, you know, degree 
in the NFL for a smaller guy like this. See, I think we're on the opposite side now. We're talking about Roma Dunze. We're talking about the size, the speed, the strength. Um, like I said, he uses his strength and his shiftiness very well together as a mixed balance. And I think the yak ability will come with Roma Dunze a lot easier than it will with Troy Franklin. Yeah. So I have yak ability on the pros and, and cons list. I'll get into the cons in a second. But he does have in short throws behind the line of scrimmage or inside the 10. He has a elite ability to find blockers, make yards happen, have those yak yards accumulate. Um, and that's that's where you see all his yak ability at. Uh, I'll get into it more with the cons on the other side of it, but it's it's really weird because he, he does have – he is quick, but then you get to the deep balls and, like, balls thrown more than 15, 20 yards, you kind of start to see that yak ability completely fall off. Maybe to the point that, like, if you're really not getting him the ball inside the 5 or the 10, he's probably not scoring that touchdown. Um, which is it's it's weird to see in tape because you see him catch the ball on the line of scrimmage, follow blockers, see his four to three seven quote unquote speed, but then when he has the ball in his hands against one on one, sometimes two there, it seems to completely disappear. Um, which I think is something he has to work on. It's very strange to me. Yeah, I like that you brought up his uh <clears throat> his average long speed because that's something that I noticed as well. Yeah. Um on top of the long game um, where he – where he, you know, he shows you the speed at times and flashes and bursts, but it seems like that that speed disappears in game. You know what I mean? Right. It seems exactly. like he's slower than yeah. what his projected overall speed is. Um, so there, that's on my con list as well. Um, one-on-one situations, you brought it up, but I want to talk about his average speed out of the top of his routes. Yes, right. he's shifty but it doesn't seem like he translates that burst to a quick acceleration all the time. And that kind of catches him, catches up with him in certain aspects. Um, we're as if we're talking about Troy Franklin, Nabbers, Marvin Harrison, we don't see that problem. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'll say just if we're, if we're into the cons, just to bring up more yak stuff, um, I know you and Agnes had a whole thing about like yak not really mattering. I think it matters to a certain degree. Um, coming into the season, assuming he's taken in the first round, he's sitting around a f- just barely over five yards um, of yak after the catch per cat, whatever. How do you want to say it? Um, that's bottom part. Him and Keon Coleman are the bottom in, in YC was taken in the first round since 2019. Um, some notable guys that were up over seven that we've seen success in Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Waddle, um, CD Lamb, Devontae Smith, and then there's a few other guys, Marquise Hollywood Brown. So, my, my boy, Mr. Oswald, my boy, Mr. Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some things here that you can point to, but, bro. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Why did throw Jalen into the mix? I like it. Um, I'm a big Jalen Waddle fan, if you guys don't know. Um, Also, I want to talk about his release package off the line of scrimmage. Very raw. Very, very raw. I'm going to be honest with you. These physical DBs in the league, I don't know how he's going to handle that. 
He's not yeah. crafty off the line of scrimmage at all. I feel like he's going to have to be used in motion a lot to get free. That scares me. A right. lot. His um, ability at the line, I think, is like your number one, like, uh-oh situation with him. Um, then, like you said, that's kind of a point that I was going to touch on from the number one cons list is, like, you get to these NFL guys that are physical at the line and these big-bodied – I mean, even – I was like sauce, like sauce, big, the best DB in the game. Well, no yeah, question. I mean, saying so, he's not exactly like a big bulk guy, but I feel like you get matched up with some of these NFL corners, and he kind of doesn't get that release off the line of scrimmage, and at least work on it coming into the se- season. It it might start to look a little bit ugly, at least for his rookie year. Um, and that's that's what kind of gets me, man, because I think that's why I have him a little bit closer to Troy than I do neighbors because. You he's look at not, neighbors, he's and not they don't have that many flaws. No, he's not neighbors to their no. game compared to you can see flaws in Odunze's game. And I've kind of been all over the place on him, but right now I haven't settled in at three, fringe four. Um, yeah. um kind of with it. It's kind of like a mix here, too. I like to say this. He doesn't have strong hands at the line of scrimmage. He doesn't fight well to get off. Um Right. Again, something that he's going to have to work with. A lot of people have him pro comp to Devontae Adams, less physical. Nah. I don't want to disrespect Devontae Adams. Um, I have Drake London. Yeah. I have a comp to Drake London. Um, And honestly, I like Drake London as a prospect more than I do Roman Dunze. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I was a big fan of Drake London at USC. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Alex, uh, oh boy, Alex, that's teamed up with this. We kind of have had the same comparison for him. Is to like, I think Drake London probably is like the closest pro comp you're going to get to. Yeah, he's a Romo yeah. Dunze. Uh, they have very similar play styles. And I think it's, yeah. they're probably going to line up. And but I've think- seen, I've seen the Mike Evans comps. And I tr- tr- trust me when I say this, he is not that strong with the line of scrimmage. Mike Evans yeah. was different is different he's not mike evans i'm just gonna throw that out there now agree to disagree with me i don't care i'm just telling you he's not that strong at the line of scrimmage right no he's not no one's mike evans so let's let's be real i I think we touched on it both as like a team is like mike evans light yeah yeah fair enough um so guys like i said we're all we're all gonna agree to disagree here again there's a lot of pros with this game a lot of pros so ryan wants to bring that up he doesn't hate him. We don't hate him as a prospect, but there are some flaws. Again, when you were scouting Malik Nabbers and Marvin Harrison, you were really digging deep to find these flaws, really digging deep. Right. Um, but with Roma Dunze, a lot of them showed up. There was that stat you were telling me about, too, that really had a red flag next to you about Roma Dunze. I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was about yards per route run. Yeah, yards per round. He was around the like a 3-7, which is like – in that range, it's a whole bunch of like all time NFL busts at the position. I didn't want to bring that to light. Um, I actually don't even have it pulled up on my screen right now, but I mean, it's something to look at for sure. But was this a, was it an overall college like career yards per route run, or was it just his lat his lat singular? It was uh, his junior senior year stats um, paired up against. Everybody else is on the list, and it was gotcha. guys on there that's like Doriel Green Beckham was on there, um, Quentin Johnson was on there. 
a few guys that we've seen bust in the league. And, uh, I mean, that's not something you want to see, but every prospect's different. I mean, he he's he has strong hands, unlike most of the people on that list. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. He does, like, the things he does good, like contested catches, ball tracking skills, um, all that stuff, those guys didn't didn't have at all. So I think if he can use his strength the way he did in college, I think he might be okay, especially because he still has that deep threat ability. I mean, he did it all throughout his career at Washington as long as he had his boy, Michael Penix. Um, two were lectured together, and uh, you, you see it. So I just wanted to bring that up because I know you were talking to me about that and I saw the chart and I yeah. saw the names and I was like, okay, like that's something to keep your eye on, obviously. Yeah. Um, let's go through let's go through a couple of stat or a couple of things here I see. Let's just pull up this. Nice little one-handed touchdown catch here from Roman Dunze. I'm just gonna let it play out here. Washington State game. This was actually his sophomore year, believe it or not. Nice little catch here. I do like this catch. Or... Yep. Yep. By control. Smooth. Two men on him, too. Yeah, put the ball on him, body control, extended, yeah. extended at the highest point, one-handed the football, comes down, solid box out skills. No problem there. I like that. Nice play. And we move on. This is actually a little cool. This is a little fake handoff here. Just watch how shifty he is in the in his change of pace motion here. I can't, I really like this. This was a nice little thing I saw here. A little fake handoff from Penix as he comes back. See that nice little nice little outside move there. Nice little right. change of gears. Works outside to works inside. Um, I was a fan of that right there. Just a nice little handoff. Nice little creative way to get him some yards. Yeah, that's what I was kind of touching on earlier. Is like you see that you see that speed, the shiftiness when it's behind the line of scrimmage or close to it. And then it just disappears on deep balls. It makes no sense to me. Because, like, you see it right there in that clip. Like, dude has the ability to create yak ability and be elusive with the ball in his hands, especially for a big man. But he just can't seem to string it together past 15 yards, which is – it's so strange to me. It doesn't make sense. And this here, just a little back shoulder fade. Uh, just check this. Just a nice little play here. Boxes the DB, comes in. Just a, just a nice little play here, guys. You know what I mean? Again, Ryan and I want to highlight the positives of this man. Um, again, we talk about body control. We talk about high-pointing the football. We talk about playing strong through the contested catch. And we just talked about ball awareness and knowing where the football is. Yep. Um, that was something that we really praised with Troy Franklin and a lot of the other guys we've covered so far. Um, again, Roman Dunze has that. He does. Mm -hmm. So – we just wanted to bring that up um, to show you some clips. Like we said, we don't want to sit here and bash this man because that's not what we do. Right. That's not what we're here to do. That's why I left um, my little fancy stat out of this because I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not here to bring people down. Yeah. Everybody's got pros and cons they need to work on. That's um, Ryan and I also talked about how we are starting a new segment to our podcast. We will be um, interviewing fantasy football content creators just to get their story, just to see where they come from, just to see what makes them tick and what makes them want to make fantasy football content. First up tomorrow night is going to be Chu Russell, uh, Father Dynasty over there going for two. A hell of a content creator. Played with him in the Scott Fishbowl. So he will be sitting down with us tomorrow night. Friday or Saturday? Whenever you're available. 
Well, we got Xavier Worthy coming up. Yep. I want to say on Friday night, we got Xavier Worthy. And we're going to cover our first running back after that. Finally, we get to your guys. My man, Bucky Irving. I love me some Bucky Irving, just so you guys know. That's going to yeah. be coming up. Um, Brian, anything you got to say before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, thanks to everybody who tuned in today. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to continue to grind these things out. Um, I, I speak for both of us when I say this, but in, enjoying this uh, off-season dynasty content. We finally get to back to our bread and butter. Stay locked in with us, and uh, we won't let you down come rookie draft time, baby. Yeah, I also want to say thank you for 1K views on the Troy Franklin video. Ryan and I hit our first 1K view with the Malik Nabbers, and the channel follows it up with another 1K video from Troy Franklin. We appreciate the support, guys. Um, RPO, yards per, again, Leo, Alex, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank um, you. That's all we got for you guys, and we are out.